Click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back. And, guys, we have some special announcements to make uh, in today's show. Uh, but before we do, let's get to what we had learned on Twitter today. Now, while I'm pulling the banner and everything up, uh, Brian, how's it going, my man? What's going on with you? Hey, it's good. Another day in paradise, you know? One yeah, day closer to the seasons certain, one day closer to training camp. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I like it. I like it. Uh, Twitter, Twitter oh, didn't. No, no, no. Go ahead. You're good. What were you saying? And I got a surprise present from Miss Debbie today. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. Man, that girl stay on point. She's always taking care of us. Yeah. What did you say? I said she's always taking care of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, all right. Yep. So <laughs> I don't want to know what you thought I said. No, you don't. You don't want to know what I thought you said. Uh, let me just pop this up here, guys. The formalities are up on the screen if you guys don't know where to find us. Uh, if you're listening to this in the podcast form and you're wondering what it said, just start the video and go in there at the one minute mark. You'll see all of the uh, formalities there because I don't want to waste too much time. Uh, and let's go ahead and get to what we saw on Twitter today. Only one thing, but it's a big thing. Silverback. Happy birthday to left tackle Trent Williams, the highest paid player in his position. Hey, um, Happy birthday to Trent first. Go ahead. I don't know if you want to have yeah, any words. Absolutely. For the uh, you know, happy birthday. Hope we have a great season. Let's go. Right. Uh, so what I was curious about was um, how many players can one team have that are the highest paid at their position? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder that myself. <laughs> like, is this is this something that we should be concerned with? Because – I mean, Nick Bosa is going to get the max contract when his when his contract comes. Fred Warner is going to get the max yeah. contract when his contract comes. Juice. George Kittle already has it. Juice has it. I mean, Trent Williams has it. Is this is this sustainable, man? I know this isn't a show topic or anything like that, but these are just some of the questions that are in the back of my mind. You don't have to answer if you don't want. Well, to. Well, I mean, when you go if you go into like uh, just do a simple browser, you know, a simple browser, simple search of. Uh, uh, like uh, the over the cap or something like that, and you just go through. You can actually pull up the team and then look at by it by the years um, and see what the cap. You know, obviously the players that we have signed goes down as you look forward into the future. Um, but I mean, in twenty twenty four, we have so much money. I don't even know what you know. Obviously, that's going to be you know go to Bosa, go to Warner, go to you know whomever. In you know in three years, whoever else decides. Well, not only that, I think in twenty twenty four we have like thirty players on the roster, right? But it's less than that. It's like twenty four or something. But I mean, oh, but you got to think. Remember, remember when you're when you're talking about you know how many players are signed when you're looking at the future. You know, a lot of the you know twenty of those guys are going to be making less than a million dollars a piece, at least. Okay. You know. All right. Well, it'll be a bridge that we cross when we get there. So let's go ahead and get to and, the question. Go ahead. And even better, not better for us as far as personnel, but financially, we don't have any first round picks to pay for for the next couple of years. That is true. That is true. A nice little bit of relief there. Uh, that was one of the positives, in my opinion, to us trading up uh, right. to even to even be in this position. So uh, I like that move. I think that's something that would help the team out in major ways. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get to it. The first questions. I was going to say question, but I see who it's from. DJ Malone never just sends one. Um, <laughs> have you guys tried Kahlua before? That wasn't the first question. Uh-oh. You see one before that? Yeah, there's, two, there's two before it. That is the first one that I see. All right, here we go. Callie Young got in he here got, first tonight. He's the first one. I like it. Let's go, Callie. 
So Kelly uh, sends us a more important player to our defense, Bosa or Warner, and then uh, Garcia or Smith, better quarterback. And if you guys were a coach on the 49ers, what position would you like to coach up? Ooh. Ooh. All right. So um, I think the mo- more important player to our defense is Fred Warner. Uh, what's your take on that? I'm going to go with Bosa. Okay. All right. I'm not going to debate it now. That's fine. Yep. Uh, Garcia or Smith, the better quarterback. I'm going to go with Garcia, believe it or not. I'm going to go with Garcia too, only because I feel like Smith was misutilized. So we really didn't get to see him here, uh, at, at hit as best as he probably could be just because he was constantly being, you know, under different, uh, OCs or head coaches. Okay. And if you guys were to coach, if you guys were a coach on the 49ers, what position would you like to coach up? I'm going to go with the wide receiver group because we got two stellar guys, but after that, we got some coaching up to do. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I wouldn't be able to tell them much. <laughs> well, it, it said I'm not a coach either, but if I was, that would be – when I was thinking about this, you know, when I saw this, I, I kind of was trying to go through the different position groups, you know, and I think that, you know, that's where we're not lacking as far as personnel, but I feel like there's no true wide receiver three yet. Like we think that – or we hope that it will be heard – um, but someone else could come out and be wide receiver three, you know, he might get hurt again in preseason. We have no idea. I mean, I hope that's not the case, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. So that was the position group that I thought needed more coaching up. Just Okay. I get it. I'm going to go with uh, a different group. I want to say, uh, I'm, I'm going to say I would probably coach at the linebackers just for the rah-rah, just for the rah-rah. I feel like linebackers get to be a little bit more, uh, the word I want to use boisterous in the secondary, uh, okay. you know, all, all over the field. And so I want to, I want to coach some guys that make noise, you know, uh, right. when Quan Williams was here, you know, it was kind of like, all right, he's cool and all he's got his, he's got his flaws, but we love them because of his energy. You know what I mean? And like, I think the energy needs to be an infectious part of it. And if the people right behind you or the people right in front of you are bringing that energy, it's going to, it's going to spill over in both directions and the linebackers are right in the middle. So I would go with the linebackers. Uh, Steve we got, no, we got back to back here. No, I was just clicking on comments. Oh, okay. Callie brings us another one. What was your saddest moment as a 49ers fan? And what was your most happiest moment as a 49ers fan? Oh, wow. All right. Uh, I want to get away from the obvious here. <clears throat> I want to say I was the saddest moment was losing to the Giants. Um, in that NFC Championship game in 2011, that was my saddest. Um, my happiest moment was definitely that Saints game right before that, uh, just because I was just so elated for the, those guys on that roster. So yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be my happiest moment. So I'm gonna give you a, a kind of a twofer because I'm gonna go with I've been a lifelong Niners fan. So when I was a kid, my saddest moment was trading away Joe Montana. Okay. I was actually mad at Joe Montana for that. Isn't that crazy? Well, I mean, as a young person, you don't understand how that works, but, um, but as an adult Bowman's injury was probably my least happiest moment. Okay. Just how that whole thing went down. And then, you know, we didn't get the turnover and it was just stupid, but But we stopped him on the goal line. Sure. Got the ball back. Um, fight fate, baby. 
And then as far as happy moments, when I was a kid, the 94, I mean, I was 18, so the 94 or 17, 94 Super Bowl win was just awesome to me. Um, you know, I probably look something like Kyle Shanahan did in the picture that we see floating around because my, che my cheesy grin was going everywhere. And then, uh, but as an adult, I think my favorite moment was um, seeing Kittle carry three dudes down the field. <laughs> Both of our favorite moments came against the Saints. Yep. I like it. Look at that. We that, baby. Let's go. All right. Uh, now I can click some comments, right? Okay, here we go. Have you guys tried Kahlua before? Do you know what Kahlua is? Yep, we have it. And then my wife actually makes a barbecue sauce out of it that we use as a marinade. Really? Yep. It's for uh, pork, like pulled pork kind of thing. I got you. I've had Kahlua before, and I think it is gas in a bottle. <laughs> uh <laughs> That's 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 all I got for it. My wife, she actually used to drink it. Uh, I she hasn't had it in a while, actually. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that was that. Uh, yep. what's your favorite kind of cookie? Um, so if it's something that I'm gonna make because I make my own cookies, uh, it's gonna be a cream cheese butterscotch cookie. Um, but if it's just a generic, it's gonna be a chocolate chip. So my wife made me these custom cookies before. It has like all of my favorite cookie ingredients all in one, and I can't even remember what it was. You remember what it was? Oatmeal, oatmeal, cranberry, cranberry and raisin, raisin, and toffee, and toffee chips. Mm. That's what it was. Do you get cran dried cranberries and raisins? Yes, because hmm. I couldn't decide, and so she just she went all in, uh, and she made them soft too. That was the best part. They were soft. Oh man, it was really good. Oh, now I want some cookies. All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> sticky buns or cinna cinna cinnamon buns? I'm going to go with cinnamon buns. Well, out of both. I guess I'll go with cinnamon buns. Uh, I like cinnamon more than, like, the glazed stuff, so right. I'll go with cinnamon there. Uh, what nicknames would you give our D linemen and secondary since Hot Boys is for our linebackers? Oh, so two different nicknames, you saying? Right. Okay. All right. I think we could do this. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to go with you. You want to go first? Or you want me to go? Doesn't matter. All right. So our D linemen should be the regulators. Okay. Pretty corny, pretty easy, right? Yeah. Um, the secondary. Um, let's call it Alcatraz. Okay. Lockdown. <laughs> there you go. You got it. See, let's go. Yeah, I hear you. Out on an island by yourself. <laughs> getting there. You're getting I'm gonna go go with um, the D line. I'm gonna call them the four horsemen or the horsemen, I guess. And, I like uh, it. And uh, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything for the secondary, but something along the Fast and Furious or something like that. Oh, okay. All right. Then put some speed back there. I, I see. Okay. Hard hitting. And uh, we can we can flip over 42 times and still land on our wheels and drive away. Right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Danny Albright is the next question I see here. Hopefully it's the next one that you see as well. Um, I've been hearing some people saying Max Crosby pass rusher from Raiders is better than Nick Bosa. Are they crazy? And have you guys put your sons in football? If so, what position? Um, my take is that um... – I had not heard that at all from anywhere. Um, oh, it was a thing going around on Twitter. I'm right? sure that it was. But if it was on Twitter, that's why I probably didn't hear about it. Um, 
Yeah, those people are crazy as far as I'm concerned. Yes, they are <laughs> knocking butts. <laughs> and then uh, as far as the kids, no, I did not. Um, both my boys are late bloomers, so they're extra. They're like the smallest kids in their classes, and uh, they would get destroyed in their age group. I'm talking like not just the smallest, but like I think my youngest is probably at least eight, if not 10 inches shorter than the next kid in class. Okay. All they right. Just, they won't. Yeah. I mean, we saw it with my oldest. He grew when he got to now he's in his junior year. That's where he had his growth spurt. I feel that. Um, no, I haven't. My son doesn't seem interested in playing football. So I'm, I wouldn't put him in there unless he, it was something that he wanted to do because football is not a game that you should play if you don't want to play. Yeah. Your heart so, needs to be in that. Yeah. That's not something that you can just go out there and try, you know? So, I mean, you can try it, but you have to want to try it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's just not, that's not the sport for that. Uh, here's one um, here. Question for Brian. Surprise. I got uh -oh. you. Thought you were prepared. How did you end up a submariner? Why not a seal or a midshipman on a boat? Did you do that? Hashtag, on purpose? Booyah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to get you. I know you like to prepare. I got you. No, I mean, did you do that on purpose the way you said it? Because you said it right before and that was wrong. Yeah, I said submariner and I asked you if that was right. And you That's said correct. yes. So right. I said Submariner now. That's wrong. <laughs> I know. I will just, all right, look at you. I, I like it. That's pride right there. You guys hear that? Okay. So, um, no, when I, so you can, you can take it down if you want, but. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. So when 9-11 happened, I was stationed in DC. I went to the Pentagon. I was Orient E5 at the time. And uh, I worked the medical field in the Navy. That's being a corpsman. And they're. I made the decision at that point that I was going to go ahead and become a lifer and stay in for 20. So I get the retirement. Um, but I wanted to be the best of the best within my rate and being an independent duty corpsman means that you don't have to work for a doctor. Like you go out on missions on your own and then they review your notes when you come back. So it's kind of like a, you know, um, you're, you're by yourself. Um, but I've been with the Marines and on a service ship, in the submarines, the submarine is the only place where they will not put a medical officer unless a dive team comes on board. Uh, so you are absolutely independent. And I wanted to be as independent practicing medicine as I could be. And so that was it. That's like the tip of the spear um, when you're out there. So that's, um, it has a 55, 55 roughly attrition rate, uh, percentage attrition rate. So we started off with 11 guys and we graduated five. Um, and uh, so it's it's a within the Navy, it's it's not prestigious, but, it you know, it definitely says that you're you're among the, the best of the best at what you do. So that's why I chose it. All right. All right. All right. Let me double up on you here. Another one for Brian. When you see subs in movies, do you roll your eyes and pick holes in everything? This is kind of similar to like, you know, we had a question similar to this a couple of shows ago about, you know, when you see inaccuracies in movies, how you yep. react. To them. No, absolutely. Um, there's a, a couple of movies out there that I'll pick apart. Um, and like I said, I think we've talked about it before, you know, I just don't know who their expert that they had on the set was, but whoever, um, like Hunt the Red October, you know, it's like, uh, no, <laughs> you know, even like a lot of the internal shots of the submarine, it's just like, they're beautiful, but it's, that's not what it looks like at all on any class of submarine in the United States. So. You know, it's just uh, we're having the captain bring his dog on board. While there is a policy for that, it's not probably ever going to happen. But okay. <laughs> Talk your shit, Brian. Let him know, man. Let him know. All right. Uh, I'll save the other one for later because I think that one's the other one's for both of us. Sure. Uh, let's see where we left off here. Um, all right. How infuriating would cardboard 
beds be? Uh, I think it's worse if you're a bedwetter. I don't know. If <laughs> <laughs> Everything gets soggy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Um, and Mike, how scary would Imperfect Cell look to your kids? What is that? I, I don't know. I, maybe it's a movie. I'm not sure. I would have to get back to you on that one, DJ Malone. Uh, Brian, how bad of a character is Sasha Binks? You said, you said, you said Sasha Binks. So when I watch Star Wars and the characters, I don't get tied up in what people outside in the real world think. I try to understand what the direction the is, what the purpose of the character was. And he's just comic relief. That is his whole point. And I know that some people get upset by the fact that he talks the way he does or he looks the way he does or walks the way he does. Um, but it's all part of being the comic relief character for those movies. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, he's basically Sid the Sloth just with a cooler voice. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. All right. And uh, the last one here is what is one card or board game your significant? No, you're so best you guys. At. Wait. Oh, what is, oh. A card, what is a card or board game your significant other best you guys at? So what is my wife better than me at? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm going to go. So I'm very mathematically minded, and my wife is much more. Uh, she you know, spent her childhood reading and reading, and I was like trying to find cliff notes in books or in movies to watch. Um, and so I will go with uh, probably Scrabble. Um, she would she would kick my butt because she knows all kinds of words. She used to play words with friends all the time until it got so convoluted on there. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I would say Scrabble. I, I honestly, I'm not I'm not even trying to be funny. What what game do you beat yet? The one you're playing right now. Five thousand. This game right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if it, if it isn't a card or a board game. She definitely doesn't beat me in Monopoly. I destroy. Oh man, I don't I don't know. I'll 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 come up with something. I'll I'll try to think of something later on. Um, all right, let's uh let's keep this thing moving here. Okay, guys, it's from Always Faithful. Uh, compare fans' energy from both stadiums, Candlestick Park versus Levi's, inside and outside. All right. All right, this is going to be fun. Um, now, you got half of my um, opinion is going to come from what I saw on TV because I never made it to Candlestick, inside or outside, so I don't have a legit answer for that. Um, but I will say that I, I – I don't know. I can't imagine Candlestick was better energy-wise than what Levi's was during the, uh, that Packers game. Now, I went to the Packers game uh, in November, and I heard that the Packers game at home again uh, in the playoffs was even more electric. So I just can't. I can't imagine uh, Candlestick was better than that. I just. I just can't. Like you could. It was. It was infectious energy. Uh, people were on their feet the entire game like offense and defense on the field it did not matter uh it was it was just great it was great man and they and the fans were in tune they knew when to be cheering they knew when not to and so on and so forth um so i i'm gonna give the nod to levi's uh when the team is good obviously when the team is bad the energy isn't gonna be there so um i when when the energy is good i'm gonna go with i'm gonna give the nod to levi's uh what say you um, yeah, I can't really speak to that because I have not had the opportunity to be at Levi. The only time I've been to Levi is to go to the amusement park across the parking lot. Um, 
And so, but I will say the one game that I got to go see at the stick, um, I had my kids with me, so we didn't really attend anything out in the parking lot. So I don't, can't speak to that. Um, and we were rushing to get in there cause it was like almost kickoff by the time we got down there. And, uh, but it was, it was, uh, not as exciting as I thought it would be. And I don't know if we were just in a poor section of the stadium. Um, but it just didn't seem like, like fans weren't getting overly worked up or anything. And right. I mean, it is what it is, but, uh, so I would I hope that it would be, uh, Levi's. I mean, that's where our home is now. So I hope that's a better place. All right. I like it, man. I like it. Um, I'm going to give you one more here. And this is, so you guys go to a Chinese restaurant. What's your starter and why? Mine is crispy duck. Hmm. Um, I like the, uh, the pork that has the, the sweet sauce and then the hot sauce, the hot, uh, horseradish mustard, the yellow sauce and the red sauce. You dip them in between both and, uh, and then you can put sesame seeds and stuff on them. It's just, you know, easy starter. Man. Okay. Um, I like the, the crab rangoon. It's not something that I like in half an hour after I eat it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good going down. It is good going down. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to pause for a second, guys. I'm going to, we're going to make an announcement here. Uh, and there's also another announcement on the next show that we do, which will be tomorrow. Uh, this is going to be the last midnight show that actually starts at midnight. However, we're going to do a combo show tomorrow. So we're going to start a little later. Normally, we start between 9, 9.30. We're going to start a little bit later, but we're going to do like a combination thing where you guys can where you guys can call in, uh, participate in the show. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you guys are locked in. I'm going to put a phone number up for you guys to be able to call in on. Uh, you guys can ask the questions the same way that we're doing. Um, just a, basically a thank you to you guys for participating and let you guys come on here. If you don't feel like typing out your questions, you can call in and ask the questions, you know, and shoot the shit with us. So, uh, Brian, anything you want to add to that? No, just looking forward to, you know, getting some uh, input directly and rather than reading comments to have a conversation with some of you. Yeah, absolutely. And then there will be another special announcement in tomorrow night's show. Okay. Now, yeah, uh, Brian, uh, that, that comment that you just took off was from a Brian Gilmer. Um, the, I, I know that the pick at the stick, uh, was crazy. Yeah. I could only I, imagine. I saw that on TV when the camera in, in the stands and on the field was shaking because people were cheering so hard. Like that was incredible. So, right. uh, you know, I, I know that that was, that was probably like a, a top 10 moment, uh, in that stadium probably. So, all right. Uh, let's go here. Ice Niner says, what's your favorite beer to drink? Let's start there. I'm not much of a beer guy. So what's your, what's your favorite beer? Well, I drink Swill. So I'm a, I'm a Coors Light guy. <laughs> okay. Um, like dirty water. I don't have a favorite beer. I'll be honest with you. Um, I had a ginger beer once that was okay. And then it got too sweet, like a beer and a half in. It was like really, really sweet. <laughs> um, I like... I like things like um, Modelo or Modelo Black or, or Negro. Uh, I like the dark ones of those. And on tap, my favorite one is uh, Guinness. Guinness. Thank you. See? My, my drinking buddy back there. You like them thick lugger. Like no, lugger. only not on lugger. tap. Oh, only on tap. I cannot drink Guinness out the bottle. It's, it's like drinking chocolate. 
syrup. It's so <laughs> it's just like heavy. Oh, I feel bloated just talking about it. All right. Uh, does Jared Maiden have a role on this defense? So I currently have Maiden as a bubble uh, first off kind of guy. Um, not last on, but first off. So I don't have a role for him right now. So barring in injury, that's what I think is what he's going to be. He's going to be either a practice squad or somewhere else. I was talking to Tony about Jared Maiden just yesterday or today, believe it or not. And he seems to think that there's a role here for him, a significant role too. Um, uh, he, he's got the versatility that people value, but I don't even think I had him making the roster. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're you're going to be like, it's going to be between him and Hufunga. I mean, so, I mean, you're going to keep the guy you just drafted, I would assume. Yeah. If he if he's good. Um, favorite food in the Chicago area. Brian, this one's for you because I've never been to Chicago. Uh, and I was only there for boot camp. They lit us out for like three days, and that was in 1995. So I'm sure it was probably pizza at that point because I had been in boot camp for two months where they don't let you eat anything decent. Okay. All right. Here's a very specific question for Mark. If you could take one player from our division not named D-Hop, Kyler, Don, uh, Donald, Ramsey, Adams, Russ, DK, Lockett, etc., that the fans don't talk about but you know will contribute right now, who are you picking? You don't want me to go the first. fans don't talk about? Yep. Oh, dear God. Like, not, not like a big name, he's saying. like. So I'm going to go with uh... – because I like the kid, Van Jefferson, on the Ram squad. I think that he uh, would be great with for, for us. Uh, I would say Woods, but I'm sure there's plenty of fans out there that talk about Woods. Yeah. Um, so I'll go with Van Jefferson. I'm going to go with this guy. Uh, he's a corner uh, for the Seahawks. His name is Akello Witherspoon. And I think <laughs> and I think he's got a chance be, here. And I think he would be a starter on this team <laughs> this year. That's That's the kind of role that he would have. Oh, wait, there was more in here, I think. Oh, no, that's it. That's it. Okay. Um, DJ Malone is in here again. Would you rather casually watch Montana versus Elway or Montana versus Marino? I'm referring to Super Bowls. Uh, favorite iteration of the catch, one, two, or three, and who's the most relevant team Woo! in the NFL? All right, let's talk about it. Uh, for me, it's going to be a Montana Elway. I mean, I know that the Denver didn't have a great Super Bowl game, but um, I, just in general, like if I could watch – L yeah, I just would Montana and Elway for me. I'm gonna go with Marino just because my, Dan Marino is one of my favorite quarterbacks. I have him in my top five all time. Uh, and that was a perfect season. A lot of people forget that. Like that guy was there to do some damage and to see, you know, the just the the hype around it, you know, uh it was was pretty intense. It was pretty intense. Not that I, I'm saying, I'm not saying I was there for it, but when you go back and you you read up on this stuff and you watch the the old games and everything, like there was a lot of uh, anticipation and hype for that one. So I'm going to go with the Marino and uh, Montana, the M&M combination. Um, all right, favorite iteration of the catch one, which is the classic, you know, the Dwight Clark. Yep. Two was Terrell Owens from Steve Young, and three was Vernon Davis. And number one is always going to be my favorite. It started all kinds of crap. And as far as I'm concerned, the other two are just, they didn't have, they should have come up with a different name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the third one, believe it or not, because like I said, that was one of my favorite games ever to watch live. And what made that game more special to me, I, I don't know if I told the story on here before. 
I drove from New Jersey to Tennessee that night. Like I was like driving out there to get there. Uh, I thought I had some help driving. My mom said, oh, let me know when you're tired and I'll drive. And I was like, mom, I'm tired. She's like, yeah, I don't feel like driving. All right, gas station, five, five hour energy drinks and Red Bulls. And I powered through it. I got there. I took a nap and woke up just in time for the game. Uh, my brother had just got back from Afghanistan. Uh, and he was at his house in Tennessee where he was stationed at Fort Campbell. Fort Fort Campbell's in Tennessee, I believe. Uh, I yeah, so, I don't uh, know where Fort Campbell is. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's where he was stationed. So it was a it was a good it was a great weekend. Uh and it started with us winning that game. It was it was phenomenal. It was great. So that's why that one's gonna be my favorite. It was more of a sen- sentimental reason. Uh sure. not that it propelled we didn't win the Super Bowl that year. You know, we didn't you know what I'm saying? Like right. it didn't it didn't push us over the top or anything like that, but that moment and what it meant for me and my family for sentimental reasons is definitely my favorite one. Um there was one more on there. Oh, who's the most irrelevant team in the NFC? See how see how irrelevant they were? It, it wasn't even worth us answering. I was I was moving <laughs> on. Um, wait, is Don Byrne here? <laughs> oh man, no. I'm gonna oh, go man. with uh, as, as things sit right now. I'm gonna say the Houston Texans. The te- okay. Oh wow. All right, I like that. Um, whew. you know it's it's weird. You can't take away like from the teams that have been down there, like the Jets, right, uh, right. the Browns, the Raiders, like those teams are all of a sudden competing now. Right. Um, I got one. I got one. <laughs> it's going to be the most relevant team this year. I'm going to say the Saints. Oh, yeah. They're going to have their hands full for sure. Yeah, shake them up there, baby. That's what I like. All right. Uh, Sensei Al says, who's your favorite random 49er player all time? Mine is Chris Borland. So favorite random player, not your favorite player. Right. Um, I'm going to go in the Wayback Machine and go with Tom Rathman. I'm going to go with Merton Hanks just because I always tried to do that and – I can't tell you how many cracks and pops and snaps. I, I yeah, <laughs> my head was just way too big to try to do that. So, uh, but I, I used to love seeing that. So I'm going to go with Merton Hanks. That was that was it for me. Um, did, did we read? Did you read the Master Chef? No. Oh. Um, is there a film that gives you goosebumps each and every time you watch it? For me, it's Jurassic Park. Um. So says Steve Smith. That's not my answer. That's part of the question. All right. Um, well, I can tell you right now, every time I watch The Greatest Showman, I get goosebumps. But it's because there's music involved. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. All right. So goosebumps changes a little bit of what uh, I, I have to go with The Patriot. I, I know I've talked about that scene yeah, a couple a of times. Girl. <laughs> it gets me every single time. It, yep. it's, it's uncanny how, how it gets me. So. Right. Uh, that that's going to be it for me. Uh, Steve Smith doubles up here with a shot, maybe at DJ Malone. Why does DJ Malone ask so many questions <laughs> within a question? Uh, because he maybe he can answer that tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I like that cliffhanger and a teaser. And this will be the last one here uh, again from Steve Smith. Um, if if you were the 49ers quarterback, which of the other in which of the other NB Niners crew? Would you trust least to throw the ball to? 
Okay, I get it. All right. So who don't you want to throw the who ball to? Doesn't have the surest hands. <laughs> so that one I can't answer because I mean at least you guys have had the punt, you and you and Nick, and we're having the punt pass drill. So I'm sure you guys threw the ball back and forth. You know, I know Tony was at the hotel with you during the draft. So did you guys throw a football around? No, no, I threw I threw laptops around and temper oh, tantrums. That. <laughs> that was on camera, huh? That was uh, that's, not a, that's not a good. Uh, I don't know um, if we were live, but it was definitely on camera when I was when I saw you do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Nick because of the shoulder restrictions and lifting uh, yeah. arms. Yeah, he might uh, not he, have the. Yeah, he's he's the he's got the smallest um catch radius on the on the crew. So, uh, and he might. Well, I don't know how big your hands are, but Nick might have also have the smallest hands. So um, he's going to look at his hands like, hey, I was like, do I have a tape measure around here? I think they're okay. <laughs> no, I think I have like eight and seven eighths or nine inch hands, something like that. Okay. That's, that's not bad. But that's I don't, I don't, let's, let's find a better way to say that. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. I have uh, I don't drop balls. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of searching for something else, I'll just say it. This episode was brought to you by Mask. No, <laughs> this guy right here still gotta. We still gotta bring that up because there was a paid donation from Master Chef. Yeah, and I hey, want to. Fam- yeah. Oh, good. Hey, family, it's good to hear you guys again. I was in the hospital having back surgery, so I missed a lot. I'm hoping to be ready for the football season. Do you think Rice would ever coach the receivers? Or- yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, hopefully, uh, the recovery is going well. Uh, back surgery is no joke, so we thank you for joining um we thank you we thank you uh for joining uh and just just so you know uh master chef if there's ever a time you can't watch we do the audio also yeah you have the audio adventure the podcast wherever you find podcasts you can search nb niners nothing but niners nbn uh it's all tagged under there 49ers and we'll come up as one of the one of the podcasts in there so um you know just something that you can put on the background and lay back and close your eyes and let the soothing sounds of mike and brian put you to sleep <laughs> all right i don't know how um, soothing my voice is <laughs> yeah. um and i'm gonna say no for jerry rice coaching uh wide receivers you know i find that greats don't usually do too well in coaching because i think that a lot of it jerry rice might be the anomaly where his came from work ethic but i could see him trying to make other people have that work ethic and it could kind of right. kill the vibe in the room Right. Uh, Michael Jordan's not the best talent evaluator. We we know that right, already right. from his days as a GM and and part owner of the Wizards and stuff like that. So um, I just find that the greats just really aren't that good at yeah. at that kind of stuff. I'm trying to think of a because it's, it's such an, an innate talent. You can't teach it, so you know you can't expect that somebody who's great to be able to get someone else to be right. anywhere near your level. You know, and that can be frustrating when you're like, come on, you know, get this right. or whatever. I mean, look look at Mike Singletary, right? Mike Singletary was uh, he's a top five, ten all time linebacker, and then I go with that. And he's he was not he's not a good he's not a good coach. He's not a good coach. Um, now I I don't remember him being a position coach. Uh, I I don't remember what his position was. All right, he made he it. Said he was gonna make one, and he made it. <laughs> Last one. Man. <laughs> He said he was going to make it. Uh, we already answered your questions, though, buddy. So you might have to, have to rewind. But yeah, um, what, what's your answer there? I don't. I you know I kind of just went on babbling. But what, what's your answer there? Do you think Jerry Rice would ever be a receivers coach? No, and for pretty much the same reasons you stated. 
you know, he's a, he's a, uh, a front man now, you know, he's a face that, you know, is wrecking, you know, it, it is, uh, to get people hyped up. He's a, a, a man of the people, if you will. Um, yeah. you know, so th that's a better role for him. I think being community involved, I think that that's, that's a great spot for him. Yeah. Uh, let me ask this question and we're going to get out of here. Yeah. You know how Jerry Rice like shows up to big, big games and gets the crowd hype and all that stuff. Um, you know, before, during and after the game, stuff like that. Does he do that for other franchises that he played with, or does he only do that for the 49ers? And you might not know the answer. I, I don't know, but I've never – I've also never heard of him showing up to any other team doing those kind of things. I mean, I think that the reason he was on those other teams was just the process of his aging and decline of what he was able – and not to say that, you know, even in his decline, he was still better than – 1,200 yards, yeah. Right. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think that uh, um, his heart and his home is always going to be in the red and gold. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's going to do it again. Don't forget the special announcement. Uh, we have a special show coming to you guys um, later than our normal Tuesday shows, but earlier than the midnight shows. And we're going to incorporate it all. You guys are going to get a chance to call in, chime in, uh, give us your thoughts, ask us fantasy football questions. That time is coming up. Uh, we, did, we did a special show uh, with uh, Smitty, uh, the, the fantasy football show. Um, that was a lot of fun. And people are talking fantasy football now. It's coming out. So whatever. If, if you don't want to ask us fantasy questions, Find out how good Brian really is at not dropping balls. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out uh, whatever <laughs> questions you guys want to ask. Make sure you guys are there. We will see you guys tomorrow night. Brian, take us home, my man. Mahalo and aloha. That's it. <laughs>